Welcome from A Conversation with Faye and today my guest is Annie Callas and Annie is a relationship architect and what she does is she helps men and women rebuild their intimate relationships so they can have more love, respect and harmony in their lives. Welcome Annie and thank you so much for your time. Thank you Faye, I'm so grateful and honoured to be here and uh and as a relationship architect i'm all about relationships and today you and i have a very special day do you want to share that with them no i think you can share it with them if you like <laughs> what was just thing? just by coincidence that it actually popped up wasn't it and uh you reminded me of when we first met where we met so you share please Anne. <laughs> so i can't remember the year 2015 right something like that yes yes so today is 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 was well, six years since we actually met at an event yes we have been friends ever since so it's so befitting that we're doing this interview today about the relationships because we built a relationship by meeting on this day six years ago I thought it's just this is so awesome it's almost like it's meant to be for <laughs> us to have this amazing conversation and you know over the last six years we have developed so much as individuals and and we talked so many times you know about our life and what we are doing in the world so this is just so I think it's so wonderful and perfect today to do this it certainly is and I think the reason that I wanted to have this conversation with you, Annie, is in this time that we are going through now, relationships are a very important part of everyone's life. It doesn't matter whether it's a relationship with yourself, a relationship with your family, your friends, your partner, your husband, whomever it is, but it's really important to have relationships and build communities that give you support and particularly now when when there's so much doubt worry and fear in the world share with me what is your actual purpose in life Annie thank you that's a that's a great question so my my statement to the world is that forgiveness is freedom and my purpose is to teach people how to forgive. But there's a bigger game here. So, you know, when people talk about in business, you know, what's your mission? What's your vision? What's your purpose? So it took me a while to nail it. But then I did because I looked into myself and into my my past, my childhood, my relationships with my parents, my marriage, my all that kind of stuff. And then I realized that at the core of it all for me is the children. So I grew up in a family where children, where we weren't safe. There was three of us and there was no safety net. There was always something that was going on and a lot of abuse. And looking back, I go, I wish I would have felt safer to, to be able to go to my parents and say something and then be uh, listened to rather than perhaps what I said being used against me or abused or whatever, right? So my vision for the world is to have millions of homes where children feel safe. And then from there, I thought, well, okay, so what is the mission? 
And the mission is to build delicious relationships. So help people build delicious relationships. Because if a couple, whether it's same sex or whether it's, you know, heterosexual relationships, if they have a beautiful relationship, a loving, respectful, harmonious, um, a, a relationship where there's lots of communication, it is delicious. You know, that's my word, delicious. But it is what's delicious. Delicious is something that's yummy, that's beautiful, that's like, mmm. So if you have a relationship like that, the people in your home, which is the children, would feel safe because you're happy and there's a happy environment, a happy energy. Now, how can you achieve that? By acceptance and forgiveness because that creates freedom. Okay. Well, I want to take you back to forgiveness because we as human beings sometimes find it difficult to forgive so is there a process or something that you can take people through that helps them see how they can forgive not only forgive others but to forgive themselves that's right thank you thank you Faye. um well i built a i developed a, a process uh, a methodology so when i work with people i take them through this methodology but because you before you can actually achieve forgiveness there's many things that you need to understand about yourself and when i work sometimes i work just with individuals and then i work with couples so ultimately it's always about discovering yourself yes and if you do the work together with your partner you start to learn about your partner things that you didn't know about them things that you never thought about you actually understand why they operate the way they operate in their life what's their status quo and sometimes when people are in conflict the conflict is because there's something there's a misunderstanding about something based on your own programming and upbringing so how do you achieve forgiveness forgiveness is for what is forgiveness forgiveness is actually letting go of resentment so people have resentment towards another when i work with them they realize that partially the resentment is about themselves they're angry with themselves because they didn't know any better because oh i should have known that how and that, and that is a really interesting thing, how, because when we actually are, you know, saying something about somebody else, we're actually, that is actually reflecting back on who we are because it's something we don't like about who we are. And resentment, that's a, it's a really strong word, but it is something that is happening so much right now. The resentment of our, our lives totally changed. We don't have the freedom to say, do or think what we want to do. And that is a resentment. And that can build up and build up and fester. How can we turn that around so that we can change what is going on in our lives now that we don't really have control of? but we can make our lives better anyway, regardless of what's going on in the outside world. Yes, so true. And the thing is, in general, people always look outwards yes. at, at 
who could make me happy, what can make me happy, let's go buy another thing, let's do another thing, let's eat this, let's go here, and that's great because that's part and parcel of our life. So we do have an outside life, but many, many people go outwards because they don't want to go internally because it's too painful. Mm. Memories can be too painful. However, there's that threshold. And if you have the courage to just step over and do the discovery, all of a sudden things change so fast. It can be a moment. It can be a moment like if you work with someone, and I always recommend for people to work with professionals because that's why they're professionals. They studied that kind of stuff, right? Whatever it is, whether it's a therapist, a counselor, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, a coach, whatever it is, these people, this is their profession, right? There's nothing wrong with going. A lot of people, I hear a lot of people, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Well, mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's something wrong with you. It's, but there's just some things that you're not aware of or you don't have the knowledge where somebody else can help you pull that out. Because people ask themselves, why, why, why? Well, where are you looking for the answer? And they never, they don't get the answer. And a lot of the time we can, when things happen, we can ask why, but there is no real answer. And as you said, what most of us do is look to the outside world, what is going on, our outside environment uh, to what is going on. But it's not looking out, it's looking within and finding out who we actually are, what we need who we need to speak to if we need to speak to somebody. And, you know, sometimes people accept and they say, this is my lot in life. And so I'll just, I'll just go along with that and put up with it because that's all I deserve. Well, that uh, I always say that's rubbish because everybody has some magic inside them. Everybody has something beautiful that they can offer to someone or many. And, what you do is you help in relationships, not only in partnerships, but in the relationship of an individual to themselves to find that beauty from within and allow it to shine on the outside. And that could take a long time or it could take a short time. Well, I do. I have various programs. So some of them are six months. Some of them are eight weeks. Um, so it's up to the individual what they get out of it and how much they apply themselves. So here's the thing. When, when you, when, when you're given a, um, let's say a task, like a, let's call it an assignment, right? Or homework, whatever you want to call it, right? You got to go and do it. And when they don't do it, then that's when we can address that. It's not about, oh, you're going to get punished. Like in school, you didn't do your homework. <laughs> This, this is when the signs come up. It's like, okay, so what was your chain of thought? What were your emotions that made you not do the homework? Yeah, what was stopping them? Because it's not about the homework. It's about something that's coming up. Sometimes we can go for a couple of weeks with the same pattern. And when we realize the pattern, that habit, that habit we realize that that habit is not serving them. And then they can create what is going to serve them. I don't do anything. I just guide. I just give them the tools and I'm just there to hold, hold it back to support them. Because truly, as you said, everybody has brilliance inside, but it's been locked away due to 
lots of things the programming right so you know you are born when you're born babies are born in high spirit why they just yell at the top of their lungs and they cry when they want something and they don't sit there or i should be quiet they let the world know that they're here and then somewhere along the way that tapers out to the point that people are not saying anything and as you said they feel they don't deserve it Mm. right and what happens there is that they reduce their expectation i shouldn't expect that I'm just going to expect that because I know I get that. But they're still hurting because within intuitively they know there's more. There's more that they deserve, there's more that they can have because it's possible because they had it at one point in their life and then something happened and now they especially in long-term relationships when you first meet somebody you're up here. But if you continue doing what you were doing here you will constantly remain there but they don't things taper out and then the, the the expectations are sort of dwindle away and then they wake up one day going why am i hurting so much why am i so sad why am i so resentful yeah but i love my partner they're good people yeah they're good people but they are going through something too so how do you turn that around because it's possible to turn it around do they become complacent and and i mean you know you start off in a relationship as you say up here and it peters out over the years for lots of different reasons and then it comes to the crunch and you think well what am i doing here why am i here what's what's going on and you start asking yourself the questions but what what happens is that you're not looking at the good stuff you're always looking at that stuff that's you don't like about that person but it's not that person it's you yeah so i mean there's two things here there's actually that mirror effect is that you know you get triggered by something that you see in another person but you got to see that inside of you and a lot of people struggle with that concept they go what do you mean by that right so and i struggled with that when i was doing my personal development you know like i started because i wanted to become a better wife because i thought there was something wrong with me right but the more the more i was looking internal the more i was realizing that i was pointing a finger at him whereas everything was in here he was just he was a gift to me because he was triggering me so if anybody you know all of you that are listening to this and if you relate to this your partner is there to trigger you so you can go internal to go why am i being triggered here and find out because your partner didn't do anything they doing their thing their lot right their their perception of life which is not in line with yours so you need to go and figure out why am i being rattled by this and when you discover that you go oh I got it. So seek first to understand and then to be understood. And if you stop and you listen to what the other person is saying and you start asking questions, be inquisitive and be interested, you will become interesting. Right? Yes. Yes. And it's kind of like reverse psychology, isn't it? When you when you think about it because I think we all want to be understood. I think that we all want not to be judged and to be accepted as who we are 
or to find who we are actually are because sometimes we get lost in in so much so much dilemma I'll say that's going on in life and in the outside world this disrupts that person that we can be and we get sidetracked yeah we do um and this is where like um it's very important that um well first of all let's let's look at the word complacency right mm-hmm. and i actually did a video about this the other day because um i was I, you know like i talk to people all the time and long-term relationships people become complacent mm-hmm. now what is complacency in general a complacency when you look at the definition it's almost like um a um it's almost like i'm good i've achieved that i'm okay i can kick back now right and this is what happens in relationships it's almost like a a little bit of an ego trip a little bit of a little bit of a it's satisfaction i'm satisfied i'm good i know i'm loved i know i have my home i have my kids for those that have the kids i'm good but that satisfaction and that security stops a person from doing what is necessary to keep the relationship alive so that they sit back and and also i mean there's a, a benefit to it or or an upside to it where you go okay i'm safe in my relationship is great so that's great because it's a death trap to the relationship it t- they take start taking things for granted that's and right. they expect things to happen all yes. the time the way the way they want it to happen but it doesn't yeah so people stop making an effort to connect why does sex stop in relationships complacency she'll be right he'll be right he's there we'll do it or oh, i'm too tired or i'm too this or i'm too that but sex stops because already the emotional intimacy has stopped and most people are seeking and both men and women they're seeking the same thing they're seeking that that connection right oh my goodness i think my neighbor has decided to cut the grass so i'm not sure how much how much can't hear it can't hear it for now but <laughs> i'm going crazy so if he does forgive us right? <laughs> don't worry about it yeah so it's life so <laughs> you know i heard this from tony robbins who's one of the world's biggest coaches strategists you know he and he talks a lot about relationships and he says a relationship is where you go to give not where you go to get so and he also said and I really really love this he said if you would do the same thing you did when you started yes. right through there would be no end yes and people forget and sometimes when i work with couples i go okay what i'd like you to do is to go back to that moment when you met and i'd like you to write down what you felt what you saw what you thought and that's kind of like going back 20 years but if you you can actually do that i could tell you every moment when i met my husband now we're not married anymore right but i can still remember the moment that to me he's a blessing he was a blessing in my life is a blessing in my life we get along very very well now right it was just one of those things i didn't know i didn't know what to do i pointed fingers he pointed fingers and eventually the pain was so deep that 
we went separate ways. And I do not want, and this is why I do what I do. I don't want other people to experience this because there's a way that you can save it. Now, along, along the way that I, was, that I was learning what I was learning, I started to take responsibility. And I can tell you for the last five years, I've been owning up and going back to him and say, oh, do you remember that thing you told me? He's like, no. I said, well, you told me this and I didn't take it on. And I agree. He's like, what? I said, I agree. I said, I can see where you were coming from. I just didn't know how to ask you the question. And what happened is I was taking things personally. Whereas yeah. it wasn't personal. It was his point of view based on his values and his way of being. But I didn't accept that. And the moment I started to accept everything about him, now we go have coffees, we get together, we do Mother's Day, Father's Day, and it's easy. It's really easy, right? So sometimes it happens that people separate, but you can separate amicably. It doesn't need oh, to absolutely. be awful. Whereas a lot of people are going through horrible, horrible separations, and there's so much anger and resentment around it. Mm. And I, I want to bring you back to children now because mm -hmm. looking at children who are now being homeschooled, their parents are working full time. They've got to make time to make sure their kids are doing their homeschooling properly. They've got to make sure that their health and wellness, their mental and emotional uh, wellness is okay and not dwindling away or not recognizing what's going on with them. Because kids these days, I mean, they love to be with their friends. They love to go to school and connect with their friends and socialize as well as do their schoolwork. They can't do that now. So they're saying there's a lot of mental health issues coming from lots of areas of life, but particularly teenagers whom really do seek their friends and their friendships to catch up and be with them. But if they can't do that, which is supposedly not happening, but I know it is happening that they're catching up. And, and that's okay because that's healthy. When they're, when they're sitting back and thinking, I can't go to school, can't do this, can't do that, What's your perception of that? What is, what is it do you think that they could do or their parents or communi communities could do to help these kids with their emotional wellness or well-being? Yes, thank you. Well, there's a couple of things. Um, if people are, are wanting to go back the way it was, it will never happen again because things have shifted. Mm. That's it. What was, it's gone. That's it. Like people say, oh, I wish my relationship was the way it was when we met. Well, hang on. When you were 20, you had different values, different ways of being. You are 40 or 50 years old now. You're different. You're more mature. You have different values. Other things are important to you. So the whole idea is to, to look at where are we at now and Re put, push the reset button and come to like, okay, you can look at what was good about what we had before, make a list. And it's about, it's about getting together and talking as a family, right? Finding out from the kids 
what is going on for them what are they feeling and sit and listen and listening like when you say to someone have you ever experienced this you're not listening to me i can hear you i can yeah, hear but they're not listening, <laughs> they're not listening. So you know i tell everybody google hearing versus listening and you'll see what comes up hearing we hear noise we even hear the silence of the night yes we hear but listening has something else with it intention listening with intent is listening with wanting to understand what's going on with the other person absolutely kids kids don't have the the maturity and the understanding like a 7-year-old would never have the understanding of a 40-year-old so why does the 40-year-old expect the 7-year-old to behave and and act and speak and do in a particular way like if you really think about it that is fairly ridiculous mm. right it's like they don't have the brain is not grown enough you know it's well, their maturity is at a different level their maturity maturity is that full on like when your brain is fully mature is at 21 right if that sometimes <laughs> well, yes but when you look at when you look at let's say statistics and you look at the um call it the science or the, the medical like you look at um uh psychological things and mental things mm. is you grow you grow you grow and at about 21 is when you have a comprehension at a level that is much more mature right but at 7 even 21 to 7 that's 14 years of growth right and, and that's massive it is and and you know people get frustrated oh your your attention span is like 30 seconds yes they already moved on it's like this right and then you know the home is where children feel safe the home is where they come home to love relaxation play because that's where they grew up they grew up in love they grew up in play they grew up with family and that's, to be to be themselves and well, yes yeah that's not where the education system is is a different type of education that totally right so now parents are yelling at children do your homework do your homework study 8 hours in your different environment because there's a different context and context is more important than content right so school has its specific context it's this is what we do this is where you go it's every single hour then you have a break then you have this then you have that right but at home we've been we've, we've been relaxed and happy and go to our bedroom and talk to our friends now all of a sudden we need to spend 8 hours at our desk with no breaks we know this because our parents now are too busy doing their work so if you stop for a break go back and study do you know how much i hear of this and parents getting upset with the kids or oh, you're going to fail your exams let me ask you this so what and talking about exams i mean you know you can rote learn you can learn and you can know things for a little while but if it isn't important to you or if it you don't um what am i trying to say here you don't comprehend it in a way that it's supposed to be learned no. then it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you fail your exams if you go out into the big wide world the big wide world if you are you have the initiative 
and you you have the get up and go to, to have a go at something and learn, then you'll achieve anything. You look at all all the people in history who never went to school, who created things, who had the determination to keep going and have a go because they knew that they could achieve something in the end. And I think that, and I've seen a lot of it, kids who aren't scholars at school, but go out and they're successful in the world. Whereas the kids that are scholars at school and really learn their stuff aren't as much. They don't become the entrepreneurs. They go into a job they probably don't like or their parents wanted them to do, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't experience or experiment with, with the work and the skills that they can learn and develop. And if you go into something you don't like, then you can go into something else. But look at the skills you've learned that you can take on to that. But when they're at home right now, they've got to sit at a computer, which is really impersonal, and partake in class lessons all day when it's as boring as hell for them because there's no real stimulation there. Yeah, well, they, uh, you know, um, educa the education system is, is good for, it's got its purpose. However, anyone who's creative struggles with that. We know kids that are, that are creative struggle even at school, let alone at home. But just to be, because some, some parents might go, what do you know, you know, and, you know, I don't want my kid to fail. Of course not. So, but you got to find a way to invite your kid to do the work that they need to do because it will give them pride it will give them um it will give them a future because ultimately you know this whole pandemic will finish you know yeah. like anything i've seen in the past the you know the spanish flu finished the world war one world war two the vietnam war like when we look at history the big depression it has finished at some point so this will finish at some point too but I just think that parents as a family got to sit down and share their feelings and their thoughts. Mm. Because this is what I'm feeling and let everybody be heard. I feel stressed like the husband may be or the wife, depending because in this day and age, one or the other can be the breadwinner, one party or the other. I feel the pressure. I don't know if I'm going to lose my job. Blah, 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 blah. And, then the, and then the other partner is, we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be fine because as long as you've got that that emotional security that I'm there, I've got your back for all of them, for the kids and for the parents. My son, so why do I say all of this? Is because I have a son who has failed university last year and he didn't know how to tell us and he was absolutely distraught beside himself. And when he finally said it, because he knew he has to tell us, we just sat there and we thought, of course you did. And he goes, what? He said, of course you did. Your whole environment got turned upside down. And I understand that for you to be connected to your friends, because I know what kind of kid he is. Because if he was an academic, he would have eaten those books. Yes. He would have done the work. He would have done whatever. But he's not an academic. He's a creative. So he was creating with his friends and connecting. He's a social person. And I said, okay, Julian, 
Okay, this is one year that's gone by. You have the future ahead of you. Now, okay, maybe I, I'm just a different type of parent, but I'm just sharing with the with 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 the world that these kids are so worried that they. And he said, "I thought you're not gonna love me." Really? And I, and I sat there. Well, actually, sorry. He went back to uni. First, he wanted to get a job. He didn't get a job. And at the beginning of this year, I said, "Dude." You said you're gonna get a job. You didn't get a job. So, uh, are you gonna get get a job or you're gonna go back to uni? I'll go back to uni. All right. So he went back to uni because I mean, clearly we thought that we're gonna be open. We wanna, you know, <laughs> you know. So, but it, it was at the beginning of the year, right? So he's gone back to uni, and then one day uh, I, I I was speaking to to my former partner, and I said, say hello to Julian, and he said. Um, and when he comes from, from from uni, he goes, "Oh, he's at home." I go, "Why is he at home?" Because he he's not feeling well. And I don't know what made me say, "I gotta go and I gotta see him." I got in my car and I went to see him, and he was in bed. And I, as soon as I saw his face, I went, "Okay, something's not right here." I said, "What's going on?" And he burst into tears. He's, he was nine. He's nineteen, right? Big ass of a man, grown, you know, six foot two, right? Built like a truck. And and he's sitting in bed crying like a little boy, and I said, "Tell me what's going on." He goes, "I can't do this anymore. I just cannot do this anymore. I can't go to school. It's been too long." I said, "Why didn't you say something?" And he said, "I thought you're not gonna love me." And I went, "Since when have we, as parents, given you the impression that we're not gonna love you?" He said, "I know, mom, you didn't, but that's how I felt." Now, if I didn't listen to him, I wouldn't have known his heartbreak. In his world, he created a story. So our children create their own stories, and they talk themselves into it because they feel shame, they feel embarrassed, they go, "I'm not good enough. I should have, I should have." Um, You know, stuck it out and all of that. And I said, "What do you want to do?" He said, "I want to stop." I said, "Well, then you need to do what you need to do." And he's looking at me. I said, "I'm not going to make the decision for you. You need to make the decision for yourself. What do you want to do?" He said, "I'm going to go because I want to stop." I said, "All right, pick up your phone, call the uni now, and get for your money back. Actually, you need to give the money back to your dad. It's because you've known about this before, but you 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 pushed your dad to pay for your fees." I said, so now you need to do everything in your power to get it back. And if you don't get it back, you need to pay from your savings. I said, because your father is not here to keep paying, 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 paying. When you knew, so we need to hold our kids accountable to a point, right? Everything worked out. He called them. He got the money back, but he's a different person. Mm-hmm. He, when he got a job at a, at a coffee shop as a dishwasher, and he is happy as Larry. Now the thing now is that he can't work, but he's creating and he's got his idea of what he wants. We did goal setting. So the thing is, right now, there's still things you can do with your children. Oh, there's so many things that you can actually do with them. Yeah. So let's sum it up for now because I think there's a lot more conversations to come in the future. Yeah. We started with you saying forgiveness is freedom. Mm-hmm. and freedom to you and I would be different to freedom to somebody else or lots of other people 
So what does freedom actually mean? Just sum it up. Well, in relation to, to relationships and the, the, the challenges in relationships is a freedom from the feeling of resentment. Resentment is a, is, is a negative feeling and it holds you back and it holds you down and it holds you negative in a negative space and in a lot of pain. So to be able to forgive is to let go at an emotional level. Because people say, oh yeah, I've forgiven my parents. But they still talk about it and talk about it. Oh, I've forgiven my ex. But every time the ex's name comes up, they go like this. Right? <laughs> so, so there's still energy around it, which means that there's more to it. So it's our responsibility to free ourselves before we free somebody else mm. but uh, we, like we are angry with ourselves for you know like i've had signs in my about my my former partner and i just in hindsight i go wow i didn't like that but i didn't act upon it because I thought, i'll be all right but it was a particular behavior that got repeated again and again and again until i went oh this is not good enough and then the partner goes Hang on, we've been, I've been doing this for the last 20 years. Now it's not good enough. Why isn't it good enough now? Mm. Right? So, so speak up. So the thing is, is that we beat ourselves up unconsciously and, and, and then we blame somebody else. So the freedom has to, the, the forgiveness has to come for us because when we understand that, we know how to apply it to the other person. You got to understand it first. That's so true. So true. One tip for people that are having a little bit, I'm, I'm going to say a little bit of difficulty in their relationships now because they're under the same roof all the time. They can't get out and go to work. Yes, they can go and do their exercise and things like that. They can't, can't catch up with their friends at the pubs or whatever they normally do. So what is it that you can say to, to people in relationships to get them to communicate and reconnect or whatever needs to happen? What is a tip? Well, I have two. Right. I've got the bonus plan. So the first one is talk. You've got to talk. You've got to, and this is where the listening comes in, is to just say, hey, uh, you've actually got to grab a cup of tea or a coffee or a wine or whatever you guys do, is to sit down and say, we actually, let's talk about what is happening right now. What are we feeling, right? And it's, it's, it's called like a pattern interrupt because you go all day, we get up, we, go, we do the work, we do the breakfast, we do the this, we do the that. It's interrupt your pattern, pattern and go, enough is enough, let's talk. Let's sit down and talk. We haven't talked for a while, but I think now we need to talk. You've got to make that decision, have the courage to step up, right? And, and talk about how are you feeling about the current situation? And if the two parties have different point of views, be respectful to the other person's point of view because it's their truth. You can't say, no, that's not right. Hang on, that's right for me. That I'm telling you what I'm feeling, now it's not okay, right? So is talk about it and then ask your partner, how can I support you in this? Big, big 
big change, big words that is, how can I support you in this? So that's number one. And number two is gratitude and acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Write down 10 things that you're grateful for about your partner. And I, I challenge you to do this for seven days. Every day, write down 10 things that you're grateful about your partner. And if that means that you need to go back to when you first met, because your partner had that in him or her, write it down. There's things that they do. Like say that when you sneeze, they give you a tissue. Just automatically they give you a tissue because they know when you sneeze, the snot is flying everywhere. <laughs> and, but, you know, it can be as gross as that, you know, or, or they say whatever, they, whatever, right? So whatever the situation in your home, but there's certain things that people do that people are not even aware of, but that when you start writing, you become more aware, you become more connected and then share that acknowledgement with your partner and just say, you know, I discovered something I really love when you make me that cup of coffee and I never really paid attention that the coffee turns up on my desk and I just, I just want to say thank you. It's interesting, isn't it? Don't write the same gratitude every day. Look at the different things. So seven days of different gratitude. There might be a few things that might be the same, but not everything so that you can actually look at those seven days and really be grateful. Well, for people that haven't done gratitudes before, this, this can be very challenging to write gratitudes. Mm. So even if they write the same thing, but the more they do it, something is going to awaken in your mind. It, it's just the natural way of being is that creativity, your brain opens up as you start writing and all of a sudden this other thing will pop up and slowly you're going to start changing things. Mm. Because people, I know when I work with people and I'd say, okay, so we start the session, first session today and for six months, you got to write gratitude. You know, and, and sometimes they don't do it. They do it for two days and then we talk about it and then they add another day and then sometimes they do it for seven days and sometimes they don't do it at all. So, but the whole thing is to find like a beautiful pattern and a habit to, to go into gratitude, even if they just do it in their mind. But when you write, your creativity opens up because our brain half is creative and half is logical, right? Yes. So what happens in a relationship when you you are grateful is first of all you want to want to be grateful and you want to want to work on your relationship and then what happens is by doing it and telling your partner they're gonna start feeling valued they're gonna start feeling good then they're gonna start uh, uh, responding and then they're gonna start telling you what is good about that and then you're gonna go oh thank you and then you're gonna feel really good and you gotta feel like oh i want to give you more and it becomes this beautiful beautiful circle of giving and receiving and giving and receiving and all of a sudden you're sitting in gratitude about having this amazing person in your life that you kind of over the years kind of just took for granted because you became complacent in the joy of having a partner mm. Well, Annie, we have spoken so much about so many things. 
thank you for your time and I'm feeling that we should come back and have a few more conversations about a few different topics so we'll organize that but thank you for your time today I'm Faye yeah I'm Faye Waterman and from a conversation with Faye and we'll be back again soon bye for now <laughs>